Dipset Parade. Hi, and welcome to Sip Sip Hooray. I'm Mary Babbitt. And I'm Mary Orlin, and we have got a terrific show for you. Um, we're going on another road trip. Woohoo! Yay, road tripping! Sip Sip Hooray road trip for wine, of course. Mm-hmm. And we're going to an area, a wine growing region that is east of San Francisco. That's right. We're going to meet a winemaker today who proves you don't have to study enology necessarily to become a very good winemaker. In fact, her path to wine started 35,000 feet above the ground. She is a former commercial airline pilot turned winemaker, and now she has a winery with her family where the motto is, it's all good at wood. (laughs) It's all good at wood. Every day. We're super excited to be here in Livermore Valley, east of San Francisco in Silicon Valley at Wood Family Vineyards, and we are with Rhonda Wood, who started this winery in her garage, and um, now she's got this fabulous tasting room and winery um, that's here with a bunch of other local wineries, and um, we're going to get to know Rhonda and her wine. So welcome to Sip Sip Hooray, Rhonda. Thank you very much. I'm very happy you are here today. It's good to see both of you, Mary and the double Marys. The double Marys. <laughs> Mama Mary. Exactly. Mary squared. So your path to wine is unlike most people I've met. <laughs> From pilot to winemaker. Can you give us how that happened? Walk us through that. That I think is so fun. Sure. Um, when I was pregnant with my firstborn, Harrison, who works for us now in outside sales and um, events, uh, I wasn't allowed to fly. So they didn't allow pregnant pilots to fly back then. So I had to take a leave of absence about nine months. It's like, well, what am I going to do for nine months? I went and got my flight instructor rating back. And I heard the old wives' tale that beer is good for the breast milk. So I figured, well, homebrew must be better. So I started making beer. And as the kids got older and I wasn't breastfeeding anymore, I was like, well, what am I doing making beer? I drink more wine than I do beer. I should be making wine. So we planted 18 grapevines in our backyard, and we lived in Fremont at the time with the intention of learning how to make wine from those vines. I planted nine Cabernet Sauvignon and nine Zinfandel. And it takes about three years to get the grapes off the vines. And a little bit more behind the history is my husband and I always enjoyed wine together. And we all, I always thought we'd buy um, you know, some vineyard property in Healdsburg, you know, Cloverdale, Ukiah by the time we retired. Is he a pilot also? No, he's not. Okay, so you were a commercial pilot. Right, I was a commercial pilot for U.S. Airways. Okay. And what yes. type of planes were you flying? Uh, at that time, I was flying the BA-146, which was based out of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And okay. were there a lot of women pilots that you... There, there was not, and there still is not. For some reason... It's about three to five percent, and really hasn't ever grown. And it's a and it's a wonderful career. Um, the only thing that happened with us is uh, they closed the San Francisco base, and I had to commute to Philadelphia to get to work. Oh wow! And I and my kids at that time were ages six and eight. And my husband wasn't ready to leave this area, so um, that was one reason I started making wine commercially. Um, so I saw this vineyard for sale mm-hmm. in Livermore Valley when I was doing the Harvard Livermore Wine. Harvest Festival. And um, I saw this property for sale. And I thought, well, this is right in our backyard. We could keep our day jobs and we could buy this right now. And I could start making wine right now. 
So, which is what we did in 1996, I made our my first barrel of home winemaking. Mm -hmm. And then when U.S. Airways closed the base in San Francisco and I was having to commute, I thought, you know, I took a leave of absence September 1st before September 11th happened. Mm -hmm. And I took wow. a 30-day leave in order to... Um, to to make more put more of an effort into winemaking and not know where I was going to go and what I was going to do at the end of thirty days, and um, of course September eleventh happened and they had to furlough a lot of junior pilots. I was fairly senior, so I was able to get a three year leave of absence, which I extended into five years. So I had a five year leave of absence, which basically mm -hmm. saved somebody else's job. Mm, sure. And, and did you take that leave because you thought I can't be in the air right now with? The uh, threat I took, of terrorism or whatever? No, I took the leave because um, I wanted to see if I could make the winery thing a go. So you're hoping that would work out and you wouldn't have to go back to flying? Well, I would love to have gone back to flying if it was back in San Francisco. Sure. And I would have to have had my seniority. Sure. And that, <laughs> but, because yes. Philadelphia is a heck of a commute. I right. mean, we, we complain about the commute here all the time. Yeah. 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 And at that point, I was flying a 737s and then... Um, uh, the Airbus 320s. Mm -hmm. So I was typerated on the Airbus 320, in fact. Um, yeah, so. Well, that's really risky because, you know, the, a steady paycheck from an airline is, is completely different than I might try making wine and see if I can sell this stuff, right? <laughs> right? I mean, that's quite a gamble. Yeah, yeah. But the, the three-year leave of absence turned into five years. Mm -hmm. And I was able to see that I was doing quite well and selling all the wine that I was making by myself, which was about 1,500 cases at the time. Were you, were you a commercially bonded winery by then, or were you still a home winemaker? No, 2,000 was our bonded. Uh, we were bonded, yes. So I was already a bonded winery. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And are there any skills from being a pilot that ha um, you've been able to transfer to making wine? You know, it's interesting because it's more of a lifestyle. So when I was making wine by myself, 1,500 cases, I'd be up on a barrel by yourself, just like flying an airplane across the country. Um, you're, you can be by yourself and be enjoying what you're doing. Um, and yet I like to be with people. Mm -hmm. So that it just it just worked, I would say, artistically, um, maybe adventurous. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, flying, you're a bit adventurous, and winemaking, I tend to be a bit adventurous. I like to try new things, mm -hmm. new new varietals, new barrels, um, and I like to talk to a lot of other winemakers. And you, with flying, you have the war stories. You know, there I was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, in winemaking, all the winemakers are a lot of, you know, friends, and, you know, we drink beer together, we drink wine together. Um, and we tell our own war stories. <laughs> there so I was on top of a barrel. <laughs> there I was on top of a barrel, right? <laughs> so, okay. That, yeah. that totally makes sense. And speaking of wine, let's talk about this first wine we have. Yes. All right. This is our 2017 Chardonnay. I call it Para Mas Amigas. Now tell Cheers. me about that name for my friends. Uh, for more so friends. it's for more girlfriends, right? Oh, it for would, more friends. So my girlfriends all wanted me to make a Chardonnay, and this right now is the only white that we do make. And they were, come on, Rhonda, please make a Chardonnay. And I thought I'd put on there uh, para mas amigas, or para mis amigas, which I thought I'd put on there for my girlfriends. Yeah. But my Spanish is from high school days, uh -huh. and mas means more, so it's for more girlfriends, <laughs> which everybody loves, and everybody needs more girlfriends, so that's how it, the name stuck. I could uh, see I how you it. would get more girlfriends with this wine. <laughs> <laughs> this is a delicious Chardonnay. Thank, Thank you. you. It's really good. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's from two different vineyards. Everything we make is from Livermore Valley grapes. This is from two different vineyards, one up above in the uh, North Hills, above the 
Las Positas College. I love above the Livermore Valley Airport. Mm-hmm. And the other is East Tesla called the Wisner Vineyard. Mm. And it's done in 100% French oak, barrel fermented, aged on the lees for 10 months. It's 100% malolactic fermentation. Um, but uh, I think the oak marries very well since it's barrel fermented. What I really like about it, it's not an oak bomb, it's not a butter bomb. Right. Mm-hmm. I would, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crisp and clean, and yet it's got that nice smooth and richness from the oak. It's nice. Thank you. So you started in your garage. Garage, yes. So we started with the Merlot. And did you have to take classes, or how did you teach yourself how to do this? Um, Taking classes, reading, still taking classes, still reading, still talking to other winemakers, always learning, always, yeah, continuing education. Mm -hmm. Yes. And to do this, did you have to, like, pull the bins of... Um, kid toys and um, the stuff that most of us have in our garage out to get make room for the <laughs> sorry family make room for grapes and barrels. Well, no, because we had the fifteen hundred square foot garage, so we had a uh, we basically have a two car garage next to the house, and then we have another two car with a with a storage facility or a work area. Oh. So another fifteen hundred square foot separate from our two car garage. I see. Okay. But what was really nice was uh, doing it by myself. I could just pick up, leave, go get the kids bring their friends over, you know, just drop things and go and mm-hmm. come down in the middle of the night in my pajamas and punch down or do whatever I needed to be done. I was mm-hmm. just right there. It was very, um, the kids could grow up right with us, you know, with the grapes. So no yeah. commute. No commute. <laughs> and one of your children is having grown up with you making wine is actually helping you now. Yes. Yes. Tell me about that. So after he graduated from the university, he this is um, Harrison. Your son Harrison. Yes, okay. he went to. He was just. Um, he did a little bit of world travel. He came back and it was right before harvest season. He's like, "What am I going to do?" And well, go get a harvest job. So he went to a neighboring winery vineyard, and he worked there harvest. And then after harvest, they actually hired him in the tasting room. And then from the tasting room, they hired him to move on to um, sales. And so he did California sales, West Coast sales, and then they moved him up to national sales manager. And he had quite a few people working underneath him. And then they were kind of changing direction and they wanted him to go to Miami to work and to live out of Miami. And he says, you know, I don't really want to live, leave California. And he said, mom, you need any help at the winery? <laughs> so now he'd had two and a half years experience. <laughs> Made his mistakes somewhere else. <laughs> right, right. We said, yeah, we could find a place for you. thought he could be successful. Yes. So he came back to work for the winery for a short bit, and he got this tasting room up and running. So we moved to the warehouse, mm-hmm. and he, we, I, all of my energy was in the production, and I didn't have an assistant winemaker at that point. And he kept saying, Mom, we need to make this a tasting room. I said, you do it, you know? Yeah. So he did all of this and then he said okay I'm ready to go travel the world again so he left and Mm -hmm. he was going to be gone um, one to four years and he had to come back for our assistant winemaker who we hired uh, just a year ago Um, he had to come back for his wedding he was the best man and that was after five months and he came back and my husband said you know he's not going to go back out I said oh yes he is he said one to four years you know my husband was right he came back and he says I missed it. I missed working for the family. And I loved working for the family. And so now he's come back to us. He's the um, executive vice president. And he will go take little trips here and there. He's going to go to Egypt Mm -hmm. this November. Egypt. And then he and I are both going to the Yucatan and um, Mexico in January. So we're going to take it. Is that to sell wine? No. Okay. No, this is just pleasure trips. I think so. Okay. <laughs> like, wait. 
<laughs> yeah. So it's working out really well. That's nice. How lucky for yeah. you. Yes. Exactly. That whole family thing. That's yeah. important to you. Yes, I it mean, is. The, you, the woods, your winery is Wood Family Vineyards. Right. And um, tell me about the label. You've got a woody on there. Right. The rear end of a woody, which our friend Darcy Kent painted for us. Oh, she And our did. neighbor. I did yes. not know that. Our know friend Darcy. and neighbor Darcy Kent. Yes. So it's the rear end of a woody. And the first family car, first family station wagon, pack it up, have some fun. You got the surfboards coming out the rear end of it. And a classic car, classic winemaking, which is what I try to do here. Um, and if you look at the license plate, WFE 988, Wood Family Vineyard, September 88 is the month and the year we were married. Thus, we started our family. That's great. So there's a lot of different. It's so nice. Behind the label. Nice kind of fun clues. Yeah. There. Now, what about surfing? Does surfing play any role? We used to do windsurfing before mm-hmm. kids. My husband a little bit after kids, but that's about it. It's more about just having fun and enjoying California lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I really think is so great about what you do with the wine, the winery. It's all about fun. Yes. You know, it, there's no intimidation. There's no snobbery here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really down to earth. Yeah. And in fact, the space that you're in, this is kind of a cool, um, like, little wine zone here in Livermore Valley. Yes. Tell me about this. This is not your typical, like, uh, you go to Napa and you see a winery. These, You guys are doing it a little bit more uh, rogue. Tell me how you guys do yeah, it. Yeah, this here. is more industrial. It's yeah. not a faux chateau or <laughs> Italian palace. <laughs> right. Um, there's, one, like, four wineries right here on Vasco. There's actually a distillery next to us, and then there's a brewery, brewery across the street. So you really have something for everybody, and, and a lot of different uh, nuances inside. Each one is a little bit different. Um, we've tried to create like a lounge atmosphere here, and we have live music every Friday evening. And um, we do you know accommodate small parties and reserve special areas for people. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it is a really fun. I like to look out the back door, uh, and I can see across to the openings of the other warehouses, and I can just say, hey, Phil, good morning. Hey, Colin. You know, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> That's so fun, though. Nice neighbors. <laughs> it, really, really nice neighbors, and, and I, they really help each other out, too. I think it's just so cool. You've turned yeah. these warehouses into wineries. I yes. love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's been growing and growing. Yeah. And, and I do love having the four windows one two yeah four windows here mm-hmm. inside the taste room that look onto the production area mm-hmm. and people really enjoy watching the production going on especially during the crush and the harvest here well, i think people like seeing you know things happen they like to know where things come from how it's being made and this is a real working winery it is so as a female winemaker do you feel like you bring any skills to the game that maybe men don't have or do you notice is there a difference for you being a woman in wine no i haven't noticed a difference um i felt like you had to break some kind of glass ceiling to get your you know it's just like being a pilot you have to be really good Mm -hmm. and as long as you're good and anybody's good at what they're doing they're going to be well respected so i think that's been fortunate for us yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, so some of our listeners may not know much about Livermore. What attracts you? What do you, what do you really feel is special about this region versus somewhere else in California? Well, Livermore Valley, you know, just being in the Bay Area makes it really special. We're, you know, an hour east of San Francisco, 30 minutes from Oakland, um, 35, 40 minutes from San Jose. So uh, 
we also get the cooling breezes coming in off the bay. We're in east-west valley, so we get those cooling breezes, which really helps us keep down the temperatures. Um, we get the cooling night, the fog that comes in. Now, it leaves a little bit earlier than the rest of the Bay Area, so usually by 9 o'clock in the morning, we're, we're getting that warm sun again, and but then it cools down at night, so we're very fortunate to have that, and I, I do like the warm weather that we get and not being in the fog the whole time. We get so many visitors from San Francisco that come out, we need to get warm. We need to warm <laughs> up a bit. <laughs> we need their sunshine fix. Yeah, need the sunshine fix. <laughs> exactly. Besides that, I think Livermore Valley does have a lot of friendly you know, wineries, family friendly, dog friendly. We're very dog friendly. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice low key place. I really love it. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. Do we have more wine we should take? Yes, we do. All right. Okay. We're gonna Always more wine. It's, it's a Always shame to pour wine. the Chardonnay out, but there is more wine to taste. So. Okay. So this is our Merlot that we have not yet released. This is our 2016 Merlot. And so this is from our own vineyard. It'll be released um, in November. Mm-hmm. Great. To our club members. Okay. And we call it a one oak vineyard. So we got wood family, very clever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One oak, very clever. We got one oak tree in the vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> Does it take you a while to think of that? Yeah. <laughs> right? Merlot, as you know, got such a bad rap in a particular movie that we shall not mention. <laughs> it really did hurt Merlot. Yeah. yeah. In such an unfair way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People taste our Merlot and they just love it. Um, so it's a, what it's do you like about Merlot? Our Merlot has very, very small berries, which gives a very high skin to juice ratio. Mm-hmm. And so I think if a Merlot is made very well, uh, it's it's got more structure. Um, it's got a lot of tannins mm-hmm. and um, sometimes a little bit leaner than your calves, especially Livermore Valley, not as fruit forward as the, some of the Cabernet Sauvignons can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very well balanced. Uh, it goes very well with a lot of different food groups. Yeah, this is that not is a, a great thing about Merlot. This is not heavy like a Cabernet or a Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more kind of what I would say medium bodied. Mm-hmm. So, um, but a little bit heavier than a Pinot Noir. Yeah. But um, it's really um, got this bright red berry fruit. Yeah, that's a really nice wine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you grew those grapes. Yes. That's nice. great. Well, this will make a Merlot lover out of anybody who has their <laughs> doubts about it. You all should come try this. <laughs> we understand you worked with um, a couple other wineries on a on a mutual vintage. Am I correct in that? Yes. Was that fun for you? Tell me about that. Oh, that was a lot of fun. That was Dane from Page Mill Winery and Three Steves, who actually live across from our home. And uh, we just came up with, you know, we, we get together a lot for Wednesday lunch. All the winemakers? Many of the winemakers. As many who can. That's yes. Oh, neat. And we get together every Wednesday for lunch, and the three of us were just sitting around, and, and Dane actually brought it up, said, hey, you guys want to do a fun white blend? And so they put up a little bit of whatever they wanted, Viognier, Pinot Gris, and I, of course, the only white wine I make is the Chardonnay. We did find out that the Chardonnay could overtake the other two, so there was very <laughs> sure. little bit okay. of our Chardonnay in there, because okay. we didn't want it to taste like Chardonnay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we had a lot of fun with it. We called it Vines Intertwined, and mm-hmm. people could get it each one of the three wineries, and it sold out pretty fast. So. I think that speaks so so much to the idea out here in Livermore Valley where you guys are in this together and it's a community of winemakers and wine lovers. Like the the um, people in Livermore really support you as well. And yes. that this bottle, this this vintage sold out is, is incredible. And it's so 
I think so cool that three wineries could come together to make a, a, a single wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, great. All right, let's move on. All right. It is, we are dumping these wines, people, so we're not just sitting around drinking all day. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> all right, then I brought one of the, so we, we make Cabernet Sauvignon, we make Syrah, we make uh, GSM, Grenache Syrah Movedra. We make Grenache on its own, Petite Syrah, lots of different wines. Um, I did pull out one of our Zinfandels we're very well known for, our Zinfandel. This one we call the Big Woods Inn. Fun. Yeah. yeah, some people think the Big Woods better in the morning. Really? <laughs> it's bigger in the morning. <laughs> you, nobody ever has ever given that reply before. That was awesome. That was great. <laughs> Okay, so I probably wouldn't have said that after, (laughs) but it's been a couple glasses of wine. (laughs) We have to have fun with wine, right? You know, (laughs) whoops. (laughs) Good job, Mary. (laughs) It's a bold Zinfandel, super fruity. Oh wow, that's terrific! (laughs) Thank you. It's um. It's so full of flavor, but it doesn't doesn't kill you. Does, there's no um, angry bite in it. Mm, it's really mm-hmm. nice. Thank you. Yeah, it's super spicy with lots of pepper, black mm-hmm. pepper. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, this is fun. If you're yeah. a Zinfandel person, this is a good one. Yeah, this is not going to knock you out like some of the really big Zinfandels, high alcohol Zinfandels. Mm-hmm. Although this one comes in at 16.2. So this is very balanced. Yeah. Very balanced. It doesn't feel that it has that higher alcohol right yeah, yeah. it's night we well, make wh- two different styles of zinfandel so the big wood mm-hmm. is this a uh, big jammy um little pepper mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the other style is um a little bit of sweetness so it's a little bit of a little one one and a half percent residual sugar do you find that consumers really like a, a little bit sweeter wine yes that muy bueno, fly, we call it muy bueno, mm-hmm. and it flies off the shelf. And then when you go to, like, we just went to a function event in Oakland, and we poured there, and uh, um, I made a note, next time bring the muy bueno, because everybody came up and said, what do you have that's sweet? Give me your sweetest wine. Really? And that you find that across the country. People do like sweet. That's, that's the only wine that we do out mm-hmm. of... 14 different wines that we have that has a little bit of sweetness. Yeah. A lot of people, though, I mean, I pour them something else, and if it has a lot of fruit, they think they like sweet, but they say, oh, I like this. It's got a lot of, you know, it's sweet, but it's mm-hmm. not sweet. It's fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, their I, perception. So I'm not sure if everybody knows exactly what sweetness is. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of people mistake or just, you know, think when they think it's sweet, it's really fruity because it's super, it's ripe fruit. And, and, yes. yeah. and I think that comes across as being a little sweet. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. But also, I think in the wine industry, a lot of critics and writers kind of knock people who prefer that sl- slightly sweeter wine that it's not as sophisticated a palate. No, wine and, is a beverage. So, wine yeah. is meant to be drank, you mm-hmm. know, you, and, and, and if people like it, what's to say that, you know, what someone likes is better than what somebody else likes? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. And it shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to be punished to, it shouldn't have to hurt to like it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> an approachable wine is not a bad thing. That's right. a great I thing. I know you shouldn't have to apologize for what you like, but, but too, you know, yeah. there's, there's, there is that part of the wine world, mm-hmm. which I think is 
what what so it's great that you are doing things to um, hopefully please a lot of different palates and taste buds. Yes, and I think I had a girlfriend earlier on, a couple girlfriends that didn't ever drink red wine; they only drink white wines. Mm-hmm. And then I made my first muy bueno with a little bit of residual sugar, and that I also call my red wine conversion wine. Okay, you know, so they tried that; they love it. Mm-hmm. And once you know, the more you drink, the more you like. So and so. the funnier you get, and the better you dance. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so um, those white wine only drinkers now drink all reds. They drink it all. So they they converted over with the mm-hmm. muy bueno, and mm-hmm. they continue to expand, yeah. and now they drink everything. So, so that's a good gateway wine. Good, yes. Well, cool. So and you you made a wine using a different sort of barrel. Oh, okay. You know what I'm getting at? Yes, I do. And you said. I think you said women like to have fun. I, I do. I'm, I, <laughs> if I count, yes. <laughs> Cindy Lopper said girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. So we made a... When Harrison was traveling around the world, going to be gone one to four years, we hired someone to take and to fill in his shoes. And that was Holger, who was our general manager. And Holger is German. And Holger likes to have a lot of fun. So... He came to me with the idea of doing what we did, which we call Against the Grain. And it is a red wine, a beautiful, smoky base red wine that you would like to sit with a cigar and, and drink. Mm-hmm. We just love the wine as a base. And we placed that, after it was getting ready to bottle, we placed that in a bourbon barrel for two months. And we got the bourbon barrel from a local distillery. So we aged our this beautiful red blend for two months in this bourbon barrel, and I'd love for you to try it. And the barrel had had bourbon in it. Yes. Okay. So all right. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna Great. give this a whirl. It smells good. Wow. That's really good. Thank you. It's different. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is forty percent petit verdot, thirty percent cab franc, and then it's got a little bit of Syrah, a little Sorry, bit of Merlot, and a little bit of Malbec in it. Mm-hmm. Wow, you get a little bit of that bourbon kind of character. And those. it's the like it's a little bit sweet and, yeah. and you said and smoky. Like, I love it. Yeah, exactly. That's fun. Mm. So that's some caramel character. Caramel. You get that caramel. That's caramel. Yes. That's yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what we were looking for was okay. the caramel characteristic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's so, as we're um, sitting here, people are walking in the tasting exactly. room. Exactly. So you know. Time to come Friday in. afternoon. That's right. <laughs> You're getting busy in here. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. And the interesting thing about our place is we're open till seven on Thursdays, seven on Fridays, seven on Saturdays, and six on Sundays. So mm-hmm. we're actually a later open place. So okay. we usually tend to get a little bit busier in the afternoons. Yeah, sure. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, were you all inspired? Because it's a trend that I've noticed is that wineries using spirits barrels for aging their wines yeah so holger came up with the idea and of course i like fun so -hmm. to me it just sounded fun and i you know some of the other people that work here i'm not going to name any names (laughs) they were like foo-fooing it like Uh you know you know (laughs) they were foo-fooing it you know Mm -hmm. we're not doing that well then when they looked at it they said well it is only one percent of our production Mm -hmm. the first time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so all right okay let's try you know because well of course i wanted to try and i'm the boss so (laughs) there's something great about being the boss the boss right So we did just do two barrels, and okay. uh, after and, and even those that poo pooed it before, they mm-hmm. just loved it also. So we are going to expand it this year, 
do a little bit more. Sure. So two barrels comes out to roughly what six hundred bottles or so, fifty cases. Yeah, just fifty, just cases, under fifty yeah. cases, because their bourbon yeah. barrels actually hold a little bit less. Okay. Than, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Than the wine barrels. And um, you you told us how long it was on the shelf. Hmm. It sold out in three and a half days. Wow. That's yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it just flew <laughs> off the shelf. Wow. That's awesome. That's wow. awesome. So, well, congratulations. There's, That's a fun There's one. demand for it. Yeah, I wrote something on the back of the bottle, but... Hey, Holger, do you have the bottle of the bourbon? I wrote a little... I've written a, a few things on some of the back of the bottles, like mm-hmm, when we did uh, mm-hmm. our Bordeaux blend, O Loco Rojo. I named that after my uncle, okay. the crazy redhead. Mm-hmm. And I came up with something on the back. And this one, you want to hear what it says? Yes. All right. So, against the grain. I almost need glasses, though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> one morning, I met a purple-haired, tattooed, genuinely fun, caring, wine-loving Great Dane Daddy at the dog park. He naturally had to work for Wood Family Vineyards to truly express his talents and his vivaciousness for life. This serious red wine aged in bourbon barrels is just one of his outrageous ideas that made sense to us and reminds us to step out of the box go against the grain, and have a little fun in this life of ours. Prost. Oh, Prost. I, love I love it. it. That's that is so cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun you wrote that. Thank That's you. That's really yeah. good. I mean, I think it's, you know, stories like that that kind of make it relatable for people. Yeah. You know, it's not just this wine on a pedestal. Yes. Right? It's something, you know, that you can enjoy, share the story. Mm-hmm. Well, and your adventurous spirit, you know, the, the former pilot, you know, why not roll the mm-hmm. dice with something different? Yeah. I get that. That's cool. <laughs> Good for you. Well, we're going to roll the dice a little now with yeah. some <laughs> rapid fire questions that I'm you have no idea. Not, Rhonda. <laughs> so just whatever comes to the top of your mind. And um, you want to start? Well, sure. I'll start with a fun one, an easy one. Cork or screw cap? Cork. Red, white, or pink? Red. Ooh, and do you have a favorite varietal? I'm supposed to be fast at this, huh? (laughs) (laughs) There's no prize, actually, or penalty, so... (laughs) There's no measure. Oh... Well, I just said red. I'm going to say Chardonnay. (laughs) Good. See, keep us guessing. That's okay. Um, The best wine you've ever had? Or was there a wine that was your aha moment? Um... I'm not thinking of one. Okay. A wine that you had at a special time that was like, you know. You know, my husband and I, we drove down to San Diego one time and we stopped at a restaurant and we had this beautiful bottle of Syrah, but I cannot remember what it was. Oh, but it was like an aha, I do love Syrah. You know, and I just yeah. do, I, we do love to go out to restaurants and order some special wines that we are not able to get other places yeah. or when you're sharing with friends. Um, so I remember more the experience rather than the name of the wine that we were drinking. As it should be, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what wine is about, the experience. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Okay. Ice cubes and wine or no? If that's what it takes for you to drink our wine and buy more, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Absolutely. All right. Stems on your wine glass or no? Stems. Stems. Your favorite place to drink wine? In the jacuzzi. Yes. <laughs> okay, kind of along that same line, a favorite wine destination besides the Vermore Valley? Oh, Italy. All right. Where in Italy? Uh, Montepulciano. Okay, so you're a Chianti. I just love being yeah. there. 
I also love France and Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have to say, I just went to sure. Bordeaux and that was awesome. What's your go-to wine? Uh, Chardonnay. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you drink when you're not drinking wine? Uh, whiskey or beer. Okay. Cool. Yeah. If you weren't making wine, what would you be doing now? Flying. Really? You, oh, yeah. yeah. You're a pilot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still fly. I mean, yeah. Do you fly general aviation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Little airplanes right Which now. Which ones do you fly? Uh, my friend, actually, a club member and friend, um, has a tri-pacer that he lets me fly. Oh, how great. Yeah. yeah, so I've been very fortunate to be able to go out and fly his airplane. That's fine. Right. And where do you fly to? Well, I just went to Colombia in the foothills. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little gold country town, mm-hmm. so we flew there. Um, went to Lodi and just met a girlfriend for lunch. She flew her airplane in there. Oh, how fun. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, our next uh, flight is probably going to be Paso Robles. Oh, I was just there. So they have a great spirits trail there now. So oh. if you like whiskey, there's some places I can tell you about. Oh, very fun. Yeah. All right, back to our list. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, any lessons you've learned through making wine? You know, like what, what has wine taught you over the years? You don't have to move so fast on everything. You can sit back and take a minute and, you know, wait. Um, for instance, you know, we don't have to inoculate this wine with yeast today. We can wait till tomorrow and the next day. Um, you don't have to act you know, so fast on things. Mm-hmm. Um, Best wine you've ever made? It depends on what you like to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) Okay. Final question, I think, unless Mary has another one. What will you be drinking tonight? What we just opened. (laughs) (laughs) Because that should not go to waste. (laughs) Right? Especially the red wine aged in bourbon barrels that came out of our library. Yeah, really really nice. I understand why it flew off the shelves. Right. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, Rhonda, thank you so much for joining us on oh. Sip Sip Hooray. It's been so fun visiting with you. And Yes, we want to encourage our listeners to come on out to Wood Family Vineyards in the Livermore Valley. Mm-hmm. Just such a fun spot, mm-hmm. great wines, and um, we so appreciate spending this time with you. Well, thank you. Thank you both, Mary and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. 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 Sip Sip Hooray. Sip Sip Hooray. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Get to Kohl's during our biggest jeans sale. Going on this Thursday through Monday. Get 40 to 50% off Levi's for the family. And get men's and women's denim, just $24.99 and under. Plus, take $10 off when you spend $25 or more. Plus, get $5 Kohl's cash for every $25 spent. Plus, best and free store pickup. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Turn off 25 ballots September 3rd through September 7th. With promo code Labor Day. Levi's. Offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.